Hey, welcome to Grace Free Church Online. We're so glad you jumped on here. We're about to start our services. And if you are a part of our online campus, please know you're a part of this church in every way. And we are here to help serve you and walk this journey with you. So whoever you are and whatever's going on in life, please know that that we are here for you, and God is for you, and we're expecting him to do some big things in the service today. I can't wait to get to the worship, and I'm really hoping that the word really, really touches your heart and encourages you today. Uh, before we get to the start of our service, which will just be in a minute or two, would you take a second and invite somebody to come to church with you? Listen, our online location is a great and easy way for people to experience church. It, it kind of breaks down the barriers they have up about what their past experiences have told them church is like, so they get to experience us in a fresh and comfortable way. You can invite them to church by clicking the blue button underneath this video on our location, or if you're watching on YouTube or somewhere else, just share this link, gracefreechurch.live, with them via email or text or post it somewhere. It's a great way to invite somebody to church with you. Our, our community, especially our community online, expands every week, and we're just really excited about that. I'd also encourage you, we don't do announcements at this church. We don't we don't do any of that stuff. We communicate a lot through email. And a great way to find out everything that's going on and to make sure you don't miss some information or programming that you would love to participate in is to click the gray connect button below this video, fill out the form, and you'll get on our email list. We promise we won't bother you with all kinds of nonsense. We're just going to send you stuff that we feel is really important and you will find value in if you're new here and you click that Create Connect button, we'd love to send you a gift as well. As we get rolling into our service, you are def if you have kids, you're definitely not going to want to miss the kids' wing of our online location. It's something I am so proud of. You can click the yellow button below this video, or if you're not watching from our actual online campus, you can just go to gracefreechurch.live slash kids. You'll find three different categories that fit the age and development of your child. Incredible videos, they're, they're hysterical to be honest with you. And, and some downloadable content, your kids are going to learn about Jesus and it's a great thing for you to, to implement, even if not on Sunday during the service, then throughout the week. We're about to get started, and I just want you to know that you are loved here, expecting God to do some great things, so would you join us as we worship together?
every knee bows before your name but we will not wait until it does for here and now shall your kingdom What a wonderful name it is, the name 
How sweet is your name, Lord? How good you are. I love to sing of your name, Lord. I love to sing of who you are. And death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. You saw this ghost of sin and grace. The heavens are holy. The praise of you. song. It's so good to worship together online here, and I'm just excited about what God has been doing through our worship team and this church, and it's been, been amazing to worship together. We're about to jump into the next message in our series, Peace Thief. This one's heavy, but it's also really, really important, and I think what God has for us today is some real encouragement for those of us who are going through difficult times. Maybe you're not going through a difficult time right now. It's okay. Like this will help you help others or something to tuck away for when life gets a little bit harder for you. But before we jump into that, let's just take a second and focus our hearts through prayer. Dear, dear God, we don't need more of us. We, we just need more of you in our lives, in our hearts, in this place. 
Would you speak to us through your word? Would you move in us through your word? Would you do something amazing in our lives as we set our willing hearts before you saying, all right, you can have our lives. We'll follow you. We're so thankful that no matter what our circumstances look like, no matter what confusion has crept into our lives, no matter how worn out we are, you are a God who holds us up and sustains us even in the most difficult times. We place our hope in you. It's a hope that's sealed through the cross and the empty tomb, and we are so, so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen. We're doing a message in uh, the series, Peace Thief, we only got two more messages in this series, Peace Thief, this week and next week, and this one's kind of heavy, and that's what I'm going to call this message, it's called So Heavy, and I want to start a little bit differently, I want to start by reading you a couple verses, so if you're following along, if you want to um, just read in your own Bible or Bible app, I think this would be a great time to grab that and flip it open. It says this in Mark chapter 9 and verse um, 21 through 24. It says, Jesus asked the boy's father, we'll get to what this father was going through in a minute, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe Help me in my unbelief. This message we're talking about today is called So Heavy, and what we're talking about is the problem of pain, the peace thief of pain. Call it pain, call it suffering, call it hurt, call it whatever you want to call it. It can present a big problem for us in our faith. It's a big, it's for, for many of us, the biggest challenge we will face is this peace thief of pain and suffering. Now, I know like you jumped on here and you weren't like thinking, you're thinking maybe let's like, let's have a fire them up kind of speech. Let's, let's do a sermon where we kind of like get into it, like get all excited. And, and believe me, by the end of this message, the end truths to this message today are so important and will get you so fired up and whatever junk you're dealing with, they're the things to hang on to, but we got to start with this peace thief where it hurts the problem of pain and suffering in our lives. It's something we're all going to go through and we're all going to deal with. The problem of pain and suffering is, you ever have it, it's so heavy it hurts, but then it hurts so much it makes everything else heavier. Like, I feel like this is the story of my life. Some of you are like, preach it, preacher. Like, that's me getting out of bed. It hurts and it makes life 
so much heavier, or because life is so heavy, it hurts to get out of bed. You see, both of those things, when we're talking about pain or suffering, are true at the same time. When we're suffering or going through really difficult things, and by the way, it's not lost on me that some of you are watching this from places of relative comfort in life, but others of you are watching this with huge burdens and huge pains that you are dealing with. Some of you, it's just downright been shattering your heart. You feel so broken. I mean, every video I post on TikTok encouraging people is filled with comments of people talking about their brokenness and their heartache and their suffering. And I type, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. It's a verse, it's a truth, and I'm praying it for you. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. I must type that a hundred times a week. Like People are going through some stuff. And it's not lost on me that maybe right now you're going through some really heavy stuff. The problem of pain and suffering, this peace thief of pain and suffering, it, it, it's so heavy that it hurts. We go through circumstances so heavy that it hurts. And then the hurt makes everything else so much heavier. It steals our clarity. It's hard to focus. It's hard to focus when you're hurting. It steals our clarity, and it starts to drain our faith. Just ask anybody. You, maybe, maybe you're doing it. You're living this right now. The longer you're dealing with suffering, the more exhausted you feel, the more hopeless it seems, the less likely it seems that you're going to see a new day, that it's going to be any better, that you're going to turn the corner. You're probably sitting in that place right now if you've been dealing with suffering for any amount of time because it can steal your clarity, your, your painful circumstances absorb all of your focus and it starts to drain your faith and the harder you walk through a dark, difficult valley, the more exhausting it gets, the harder it is to focus on anything good. Suffering is so heavy it hurts, and it hurts so much, it makes everything else in life heavy. But if you're in that hopeless space right now, because you're in the middle of some suffering or some pain or some harsh circumstances right now, you need to hear this. Even in the midst of what seems like hopelessness to you, even in the midst of exhaustion that is draining you and you don't know if you can take a step further, even in the midst of it, you can't see it, but there's still hope. <laughs> because everything, not anything, Everything is possible for those who believe. I know, I know it raises lots of questions. Listen, this guy in this passage, he had the worst kind of suffering. He was carrying the burden of what he was dealing with himself, but then watching his son deal with an unchanging, unbreaking, life-threatening problem 
that was, that was literally stealing his son from him while bringing everything down so, so heavy and making everything else in life heavier. You see, Jesus rolled up onto the scene with his father because the people were arguing. The man had brought his son who was possessed by a spirit that had robbed him of his speech. It would seize him and it would throw him to the ground. He would foam at the mouth, gnashing his teeth and become rigid. This father had exhausted every other option. He had exhausted every medical option available to him in that time and in that day. He had tried everything and had been dealing with this kind of suffering, stealing his son from him filling his life with fear and terror. At any moment or any one of these attacks, his son could lose his life. It's the worst kind of suffering. The worst kind of suffering is watching people that are, that are so close to us, people we love so much, doing some, going through something that we are helpless to change. The, the, the helpless kind of suffering, the desperate kind of suffering, the it's not going to get better kind of suffering. It's the hardest kind of suffering to deal with. This guy, though, he, he is walking through this valley and trying anything, trying everything. You jump out here to the disciples, and he walked over to the disciples with his problem with his son, and he asked his disciples to, because he maybe couldn't get to Jesus, he just grabbed the disciples and brought his son and said, would you please heal him? He said, do something. Could you do something? The disciples had tried and failed. And the weight of suffering gets so much heavier. And it hurts so much more. And it makes everything else heavier still. When our attempts to get past our suffering turn up empty. When the next thing we try ends up being full of disappointment because it doesn't really change what we're going through. He's suffering. Disciples couldn't do anything about it. A bunch of people wanted to gather around and debate about it. When Jesus steps into the scene and starts this conversation with the boy's father. It's interesting to note that when Jesus stepped onto the scene, this evil spirit threw this boy down onto the ground and he was foaming at the mouth. Like even the spirit could see Jesus clearly. Everybody else was struggling to see him clearly. Jesus said to the boy's father, how long has he been like this? And the, and the fa father just expresses so much pain and suffering in his response. Like this is often throwing him into the fire or the water. This is going to kill him. Nobody has been able to help. But if you can do anything, have pity on us and help us. You see, suffering drives some of the deepest, most desperate questions our hearts will ever express. In fact, as a pastor, the deepest, most difficult questions that I get asked, and I get asked them often, revolve around the issue of suffering and pain. Maybe you've asked some of them. Why, why would God let this happen? I don't understand what I did wrong to be going through this. What, what, what did I miss? 
How could I have made this any different? Is God good? Is he all-powerful? Because right now, this suffering I'm going through has thrown a wrench into my belief system. And i got really big questions and really big doubts. And I'm wondering if God sees me or if he even cares. Or maybe he's, he's unconcerned. Maybe he's punishing me. Maybe he's angry. Maybe he's disconnected. Maybe he can't do anything about it. I don't know, but the suffering has gone on so long, and the answers I have sought have been eluding me, and, and the pain erupts in us. Some of the biggest questions with the deepest roots our hearts will ever have. It's a whole lot of people who've walked away from God because they have never found a reasonable answer to those questions born out of their personal pain. I get thrown these questions from Christians who have lived their entire lives following Jesus, and I get thrown the same questions from atheists who are angry and lashing out at pain they have experienced. I get these questions from every side. Suffering will always bring out the deepest questions, and, and they're questions that I think we don't know all the answers to the question why. But there are some answers when you start to see God clearly to the biggest questions we have that can take this peace thief and even in the midst of it, offer us peace. See, this daddy rolls up on here and he's like, listen, if you can. It's interesting to note that he didn't say if you want to, everybody wants to, but not a lot of people can. He's not like, he's like, I've had enough with the thoughts and prayers. Like, I want somebody who can actually do something. The disciples, they wanted to do something. They couldn't. The, the people I, I took him to, the doctors, they all wanted to do something. They couldn't. The relationships I had in my family probably fractured by the suffering and pain because it consumes everything. They wanted to do something, but they couldn't. He doesn't say, do you want to help me if you you want to help me, you could. He says, if you can. If you can. He doesn't say, if you will. Like, if you decide to. He says, maybe you can. Maybe you can't. I'm not sure. I'm just desperate. This is the space we all fall into in the midst of our pain. You see, pain is so heavy. It steals our clarity of who God is and what's really going on in the midst of our circumstances. It makes it hard to focus, and it drains our faith. And we end up in this space where we're like, God, I don't know. I used to think. I used to think you loved me. I used to think you cared, but I don't understand what's going on now. It's messing with me. I used to think you were good and all-loving and all-powerful and able to do big things, but because of this pain that I'm in right now, I'm just not so sure. Maybe people even that, that don't even know this God or haven't even believed this God, they're like, I don't know if you even exist, but maybe if you can do something, do it now. 
This question is such a desperate question, almost a heartbreaking question. And Jesus repeats it back to him. I think what he was doing was he was, he was calling attention to his heart. He was like pointing out his real struggle, what was really going on, this battle that he was having between faith and doubt, between belief and unbelief. He's pointing back to this battle that his circumstances were throwing at him. He was pointing back to where this guy's heart was. He says, if you can, Jesus said, and then a promise, everything is possible for those who believe. It's a, it's a question followed by a promise. If I can, if I can, Everything's possible. And then you have this incredible moment. This father says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. This guy in the midst of his pain, he's not just, he's, he's not seen clear enough. Listen, I know you got some big questions about suffering. And, and maybe some of those answers to those questions need to just be addressed. Like, we often want to take this peace thief and blame it on God. If you can, you would have, and it'd be different. We often want to take this peace thief of pain and suffering and say, well, if it's, it's all God's fault. The reality is pain and suffering comes from all different kinds of areas. And a biblical understanding of pain and suffering in our lives, it comes from three kinds of places. You see, the first place pain and suffering comes from is us. We constantly add pain and suffering and confusion to our lives. We are hurt people that hurt people. Over and over and over again, you can trace pain in our lives back to decisions we have made, often born out of our own needs in the moment that have hurt other people. You see, a whole lot of suffering that we give credit to God, we actually should own up to ourselves. We're the ones who decide to fly planes into buildings, say evil and hurtful things, make decisions that affect our children. Suffering comes from three different places, and sometimes in Scripture it teaches us that we're the cause of the suffering in the world. And other times we can trace it back to the very beginning of it all, the fall. I know it's hard, like, how, where do tsunamis come from and earthquakes and, you know, viruses and COVID plagues and all this other stuff we got to deal with all in this year, by the way. Um, sometimes suffering is, is at our hand and sometimes it's a, just a consequence of decisions that we have made since the beginning, a choice that was presented to us that we just made the wrong call on, the fall of humanity ushered into this world pain and suffering and death. He presented it to them in the garden. He said, here's a choice. Like, here's a choice. You have, don't, you, you have all of this fruit to eat from. You have the entire world at your fingertips. Everything you want, just enjoy and go out. There's this one tree, the tree. Don't eat from this tree. If you do, you will surely die. And what happened? We took that choice. Well, how could a loving and all-powerful God offer us a choice that he knew would, would 
usher suffering into the world is because love always requires a choice. It always requires a choice. See, God created us in freedom out of love for us and to love him and through that relationship to bring glory to him and fullness to us. But true freedom always requires a choice. It's not love if there's no choice and we chose wrong. And throughout scripture, you see time and time again, God offers up this this, this clear picture of what's going to happen. Eat from that tree and you'll surely die. Cain, don't do it. Like sin is crouching at your door, but you must master it or it will devour you. Deuteronomy 30, I lay before you two choices, life and death, prosperity and destruction. Choose life. Do not choose death. And we see those as ultimatums because we don't see God clearly. Just like this guy doesn't see him clearly. It's a God of love. Saying you have this choice because I love you and true love requires freedom to choose. You have a choice. It's not an ultimatum. It's a reality. Just choose me. But time and time again throughout our history, we usher in suffering into a perfect world that God had created by choosing wrong. And sometimes, sometimes, not often, suffering is at the hand of God. It's, it's like you were in an operating room and you didn't see the whole picture because you couldn't. You just couldn't see the whole picture. All you saw was somebody laying on a bed and a doctor coming in and amputating an arm. It's a horrific picture, a picture where you'd look at that doctor and you would think he's just downright torturing this guy. This is a a scene from a horror movie, but if you zoom out and you can see the picture a little bigger and you see the hospital thing, you see the nurses in their garbs, you see the little machine going beep, 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 and all of a sudden you realize that there's an infection in the leg and this doctor is removing the leg, a painful suffering act to save the whole. You see, most of the suffering in our worlds, it's at the hand of us. And every once in a while, God has to remove something to save the whole. This guy, he didn't see it clearly. We don't see it clearly, and of course we don't, because suffering steals our clarity and drains our faith. And Jesus interrupts and says, like, who are you asking if you can? Of course I can. Everything is possible for those who believe. You, saw, you, gotta, you didn't see me clear because of the disciples. You didn't see me clear because of the pain you're going through. But see me clearly. The, the peace comes from the promise. The peace comes from the promise. And in the midst of our pain and suffering, it's the promise of God that sustains us. It's the promises of God that gives us peace. It's the promises of God that rescues us. But it's a battle of belief. And so this father in this brilliant expression of his heart and faith, he says, I do believe. I want to believe. Help me in my unbelief. The two coexist in our lives. An ongoing, ever, never-ending battle between faith and doubt. Who's winning in your life? Faith or doubt? He had both, but he was running to the right place. You see, I think it's 
It's okay to have doubts and deal with it if you're still seeking and running to Jesus. After all, seek me and you will find implies that there's some stuff missing that you're looking for. It implies that you're wrestling with some stuff deep down in your heart. Doubt is part of our journey, but faith always trumps our doubt and we can run to God with our big questions and our big fears and our doubts. We can give them to him and we can ask him the hard questions that we're dealing with because of the pain in our lives and he will show through time his faithful to us even in the darkest storms. Peace comes in the promises of God and maybe you forgot the promises because the pain were was too big. It's time to drill in and remember in the midst of suffering as you're walking through the suffering that you can boldly claim the promises God has for you. The pain may not go away, but he will sustain you. He will will build your faith. You will see him more clearly and you will be able to walk through whatever journey you have to walk through experiencing peace, even in the midst of the world's biggest heartbreaks. It's a battle for belief. In the midst of your storm, it's time to start crying out like this, Father, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. I'm going to follow, but I'm struggling. I'm listening, but it's hard to hear. Help me. I'm, I'm willing but, but I'm struggling with the steps. Help me with the steps. The, the peace comes from the promise. Here's three things that I think are so important. Three promises, if you're suffering, that you need to lock in and hold on to right now. If you're dealing with some difficult stuff, some heartache, some brokenness, here's some promises that you've got to hold on to. The first one is in Romans 8.28. It says that God works in all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God works. He is working on your behalf even when you can't see it. He's working in the midst of your difficult circumstances, in the midst of your heartbreak, in the midst of your disappointment. You see, he is the only God who can take the most horrific stuff we have to work through through the, the biggest pains we can cause each other. And he is the only one who can work in the middle of those things to draw good out of them. No matter what you're going through right now, God is at work on your behalf, drawing good out of bad, drawing, drawing what we need out of the pain. He won't waste it. He won't waste what you're going through. He is working in all things for the good of those who love him. In all things, he is active. He is moving on your behalf in the middle of your heartbreak and disappointment and pain. He's moving in the middle of it to draw good out of it. And you might not be able to see it in this moment, but you will see it. A second promise that I think is so important is that it's found in Hebrews 13.5. It says in Hebrews 13.5, like, he will never leave you. He he who has said, 
He who has said he will never leave you nor forsake you. It's a promise that the writer of Hebrews drew out of the Old Testament and claimed for us today. He will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how dark the valley is, God's presence is close to you. He hasn't turned his back on you. He's not angry at you. This isn't punishment. He is with you in the midst of your circumstances. And while freedom requires choice, and we chose wrong, ushering in all this pain, he is with you as we walk through the consequences of the pain and destruction we have ushered into this world. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He is always with you. No matter what you're going through, no matter how long it takes, he'll never forsake you. And the third promise, one we're going to end hard on next week, but it's important to capture right now. Jesus said in John chapter 14, 3, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back to take you to be with me. You see, God created this perfect world with us in love. He gave us freedom to choose because that's what true love is in this perfect world that he had designed for us. And we chose wrong, ushering, to, ushering into the world all kinds of suffering, the consequences of which can't be snatched away from us because true choice requires true consequences and true love requires true choice. But one day, one day, he will say enough. He's preparing a place for you right now. He will come back for you. And you will go to be with him. And it'll be perfect. Free of pain and free of suffering. There will be no tears. There will be no crying. There will be no heartache. There will be no brokenness. There will be no sin. You will dwell with God for eternity in perfectness, with perfect joy. Until then, you can find peace through the promises of God no matter what you're walking through. Go to him and say, God, I want to believe. Help me in my unbelief. I want to follow. Help me with the steps. I, wanna... I need you to help me get there. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your love for us. In the middle of our suffering, help us to start to see you clearly. You are a God who loves us. You are a God who came for us. Scripture teaches us that you suffered for us, that you suffer with us. Such an incredible thing that brings us hope in the midst of our difficulties. Just pray that in the middle of the pains that we feel, that we would lean into you with our doubt and our faith. And that we would lean into each other for support on the journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, Grace family and friends. We are so glad you have joined us to worship at our online campus. I want to take a moment and talk a bit about why we as a church encourage giving. Did you know that giving is considered an act of worship? It's true, Paul addressed the Philippian church on this very thing. In Ephesians 4, 18 through 19, Paul states, I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. 
They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul, of course, is referring to their offerings here. Paul continues, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Paul used these gifts to further the mission of spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And just like Paul, our mission at Grace Free Church is to share this good news throughout Schuylkill County. We want you to be a part of this mission as well. By partnering with us, we can reach the people of Schuylkill County. In fact, we can't do it without you. You may be thinking, how do I partner with Grace Free Church? Well, one way is through giving. We made this partnership process very simple. In fact, we have several methods to assist you in joining this mission. You can mail your gift to the church. You can text your gift to 570-528-2060, or you can give online by clicking the Give Online button on this page. The Give Online button also has a recurring giving option, which is a great way to schedule your gift giving. We appreciate you and are excited to see what God has in store for this church.
only far with it My ever-present hope Speaking truth when I can't find it Light up this broken heart and light my way Till my time on earth is done Oh, Holy Spirit Breathe in me like kingdom come Oh, Holy Spirit That you
Well, thanks for joining us today. I hope this online service was 
meaningful to you. I really do. I really hope that it encouraged you and helped you see God a little bit clearer. Listen, before you go, just some important stuff. Share this video. Share this link with people. Invite them to church. God has been doing some incredible things in the lives of people that attend Grace, and we want to see that just spread throughout our entire community, no matter where you're watching this, in this county or in this country, please know that you are loved here. Way more importantly, God loves you. Don't forget to check out social media for stuff that's going on all week at Grace Free Church. Fresh content to help you through your week. And have a great one.